0: So good morning, Charged Up Studio listeners, and welcome back to another episode where you get charged up for success. I'm Dana Olivo, your host and CEO of Marketatomy LLC. Today's episode is going to delve into who we are and why. I've got an exciting guest for us today who's going to kind of give us a life learned lesson and going to be talking about where that has led him today. Please welcome Brian Penso to Charged Up Studio. Hi, Brian. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm anxious to hear, you know, I I read your story. I want you to give me, before we even get into any questions or anything, I want to hear your story. Where did you come from? You know, it sounds like you came a lot from the same environment that I came from.
1: Well, I was born and raised in the hill country in Ohio, and there was not a lot of opportunity there. A lot of country, you know, and I I learned from my father, on, you know, how to get focused on things and doing that normal kid thing and working. Mm -hmm. And then I hit that 16, 17 years old area and started to drive. Very boring from where I'm at and started to get into trouble and running with the wrong crowds you know how that goes we can't be told anything at that age and we have to learn it the hard way so I kind of did that and uh, decided in 1987 after just going around in circles and not figuring out who I was I packed my bags up uh, threw everything in my pickup truck I had 250 dollars in my pocket two garbage sacks full of clothes and all my fishing equipment and I drove and ended up in Houston Texas uh, my brother was a physician down here and was established. And the best thing I figured out at that point in time was to actually disconnect with my from my surroundings at that point in time because I knew I was not going anywhere, and put myself in a different set of environments and surroundings where I could actually clear my mind, get straightened out, and start working on where it is. Well, I'll try to figure out where it is that I wanted to go.
0: Okay. So you came from a hardworking background in the construction area, construction industry, you know, and things like that. What were the drivers when you were younger that pushed you to keep moving forward?
1: For me, the focal point was fishing professionally against the people that I watched on TV. On Saturdays, uh, the TV shows would come on, the Bass Masters, and. Now, that was a competitive event that was televised all through the 70s and 80s. And that's what I decided that I wanted to do. I wanted to go rub elbows and fish against my idols because I've been fishing my entire life. And that just became my emotional connection. That was that's what the summit was for my journey. I had no idea how I was going to get there, but that is what drove me through my entire life.
0: So did you did I mean did that work out for you the fishing? Oh yes.
1: Oh, oh yes. I okay. fished professionally against the best in the world, and you know, sat down and ate dinner with uh, a lot of my idols that I watched on TV. Uh, it was it was very difficult to get there. Um, made a lot of mistakes, and I was homeless for seven years uh, on a business deal because you have to be you have to be self employed and have a positive cash flow even while you're not working. So I spent many, many years uh, developing business systems within the companies that I owned. So it would function while I wasn't there. And that is what actually allowed me to go rub elbows with my idols. And that's what kept me going through being homeless, broke, no money, over a hundred and some thousand dollars in credit card debt couldn't feed myself for days on end so that was the driving point that got me through
0: every nightmare that I was ever dealt and now you've become a serial entrepreneur in the sense which you have multiple companies going at the same time yes ma'am okay. so what was the turning point going the turn for- point for me was yeah. what was that go ahead I'm sorry. Going from the homelessness and, and everything else. What was the turning point? Figuring
1: out who I was.
0: Okay, so that, talk about that.
1: <laughs> that was the biggest thing. You know, figuring out a lot of times people don't understand our internal reflections is what is needed for us to figure out what our desires are. Um, the The way I became homeless was, As I was doing business, I was building a company. Someone didn't pay me for some money, and I had a decision to make. I either give up my house or I keep my business. And I decided to keep the business because it was generating money, and the house was taking money. So by getting in there, and you would think that being homeless would be a pretty dark area, but for me, that was, for me, the the waking point. Because I was able to get more focused on who I was, what I really desired. And then it gave me the ability to get into communication with people that had what it is that I wanted. And then I started learning through seminars, reading books, lectures. Now, I couldn't afford the books and the lectures and the seminars. So I rented them, not rented them, but I borrowed them from other like-minded people. So for me my my thrust forward was realizing that I had to change my network. I had to start associating with people that had what it is that I wanted, not what I had.
0: Yeah. Someone who
1: makes $40,000 a year cannot mentor you to 150 or 200,000. You no. have to run with those higher end people. So that was my that was my epiphany right there that it's like I've got to start hanging around with Higher thinking people that have been where I'm at, where I'm at, but can assist me, not give me a hand, a uh, hand out, but a hand up. And by expanding my thinking ability and knowledge, that's where the true magic started to occur. And then I started that elevator ride.
0: Well, that has to be that had to have been a very difficult process for you being homeless and associating with those that were above your your class or your your status you know and learning from them. How did you manage that?
1: Well I, I managed to keep enough nice clothes that um, I could dress up a little bit you know I would park my vehicle down the road and you know and walk in and then if we sat down for dinner, I would never eat. I say I just ate before I got here. So I'm just here to listen to you guys. I didn't have the money to eat. Wow. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> yeah, it, to say the least, it was difficult, but the emotional connection on the other side, it's amazing what you can do and what you can come up with when you're focused. So I had to play the game. I mean, they knew that I didn't have a lot of money and right. they respected that, but I don't know, maybe they saw through that I had just eaten before I got there or whatever. And I would sip on a glass of water and get into depth, in-depth communication cycles with these guys. So it was a game I needed to learn to play, even though I didn't have the money to
0: play it. Okay, but would it be called a game or survival? Life is a game. Yeah, really.
1: Life to me is a game. Uh, you know, survival to me, survival is I'm, I'm in a life or death situation. I've got someone pointing a gun at me, or I've got a knife in front of me, or I've got a tiger that's getting ready to, to eat me. That's survival mode. It's a fight or flight. Right. But for me, it's, it was the journey. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't a survival thing. It was, it's a game. It's like, how can I get better at what I do? How can I expand my mind, expand my thinking so I can make better decisions? It may sound a little bit crazy, but that's just really how I look at it.
0: Well, and it, it does boil down to better decisions, but it, it also is a life, life learning journey. Okay. It's understanding that, um, uh, you know, for instance, when I was down in Brazil, for two and a half, almost three years, you know, we struggled because of the fact that, you know, there I was going down there three, four times a year, spending three weeks at a time. And it took a few years for, you know, a couple of years for it to really start paying off, you know, that type deal. And, you know, my husband came to me one day and said, look, he said, even if we don't make any money at what we're doing down here in Brazil, it's the lessons learned, it's the journey. That's exactly right. Yeah, that has taught us a great deal. So where I'm going with this is I'm trying, I I want to get out of you what's going through your minds, what's driving you as you're meeting with these people, you you know, sitting at their dinner table, not eating, just sipping on water and everything. What is that driving force? That's, that's behind all of this? Did you already have a business idea? Did you, uh, were you trying to seek out what you wanted to do? What was going on? You no,
1: know, I had a functioning business at that point in time. I mean, that okay. business still exists today. I had just made some mistakes and lost a bunch of money on someone that didn't pay me. So okay. the setback came in. The, the goal was always the same. The driving force for me was to have time freedom and money freedom and not be a slave to a job. And for me, it was just, I know that I've got to get better so I can learn how to build operation systems within my business as it grows. I have to increase my ability to communicate. I've got to check my ego and my attitude at the door because I was one of those people you couldn't tell anything. Yeah. I knew that the focal point was fixing me, and if I did that, everything else would pan out. It really would. It would just be a matter of each learning curve and knocking them down as I grew and progressed down this journey.
0: Okay, so when we talk about the characteristics, you were talking about fixing me. What would you consider the most important characteristics that a new business owner should uh, should have character and communication. Okay. Character
1: and communication will get you farther in this world than true knowledge itself. Okay. And what I mean by that is character is your word must never be broken. Mm-hmm. Your ethics, your morals, even if you made a mistake and it's going to cost you money, you do not break your character. You do not break your moral code or your ethics. When people know that you have character, you do what you say and you say what you do. Even today, if someone's going to meet me at one o'clock PM, I will be there by 1245. Never mistaken. They never guess whether I'm going to show up. They never guess of when I'm talking to a client, they don't question whether or not what I'm telling them that I can truly make a reality. Because if I can't make it a reality, I'll say, look, I would love to make this piece for you. It's just not in the cards. And it's not that I can't make it. It's that really nobody can because I'm one of very well known in my industry from coast to coast. So the character is is very, very valuable. If someone asks you a question you don't know, say, look, I really don't know. But if you give me a day or two, I'll reach out to my network and communicate with them and see what I can do for you. And out of those two, the, the biggest thing is always go to give. Mm-hmm. Don't go to get. Because That's when you chase money, when you chase money, people realize that you're chasing money. I got to mm-hmm. sell this stuff. You You, you got to buy my product. I don't have to do anything. Communicate mm-hmm. with me. Why do I need to do business with you? Well, my character is flawless. My ethics are right. If I tell you something, you can take it to the bank. And I'm always here to serve you over and above the call of duty and what you're going to pay me for. When you give an abundance and you always try to deliver more value than what people are paying for, they are going to come back to you anytime they need something. And they're also going to tell other people, yeah. That needs your service to say, look, if you're going to get that done, you need to talk to this guy. Give him the first shot at it because he's going to be straight up front with you. He's not going to you know, take advantage of you. And if he can do it, he'll tell you. And if he can't, he'll tell you that, too. And he probably will even help you find somebody that right. can do what it is that you're asking for. That right. is valuable information that you've got to keep. you got to guard that like you guard your bank account.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's your IP you know, and, and I agree, you know, you go in with the attitude of giving and, and, and helping uh, before you go in, you know, asking for money, you know, yep. granted, you're going to ask, but not until after you've developed that relationship, you know, right? you feel comfortable with each other as, you know, as far as that's concerned. So we've been talking about, you know, um, what, who you are and why you are. Okay. Let's talk about what is it you do?
1: (laughs) Well, I am a custom fabricator. Uh, I take uh, blueprints and then we, we figure out what the architects want drawn and built. I do massive subdivision entryway signs. Like when you drive and pull into a subdivision, you've got the big sandblasted signs and the big pier caps and the columns. I do that all over. I'm a custom fabricator. I cater to a lot of high-end homes. Uh, right now, I'm working on a house that's $34 or $36 million. I'm working on another one right now that's $6.5 million. Not every customer is mine. I, I cater to a very high-end uh, clientele that want what they want.
0: Mm-hmm. They want it
1: when they want it, and they want it accurate and perfect the first time. So that's what I've developed into. Um, I also do, uh, I'm a representative for another company, kind of like an affiliate type marketing program for them. I do some speaking. I'm also an author and I do some private loans for people. And right now I'm I'm doing the concrete business and several other ones. So
0: it's a juggling match, but I like being it busy. It is a juggling match. Yes, it is, <laughs> is. 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 you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, yep. Wearing many hats here, but as you said, you've built systems into these businesses so they can pretty much run themselves. You know, how many employees do you have now? Uh, right now, I think I've got
1: twenty some. Uh, it's a little bit tougher market today, but at one time I was running forty seven or forty
0: eight employees. So, why should you keep your big ideas to yourself for the most part? That keeps the
1: negativity from coming in. It's the crabs in the bucket sure. center you know you got yeah. the positive crab that wants to get out of the bucket, and all the other crabs in there don't want him to go, so if you guard your ideas and keep them to themselves and only share them with like minded people, people that you think that will elevate you right. because you know I had people when I was getting ready to write my book I had they tell me say well. I mean, you barely got out of high school with C's and D's. You don't know how to write a book. And you, you know what? Most people, and you know, when, when people write a book, you know, hardly anybody ever makes any money on it. So you get all of the, what I call armchair expert advice from a bunch of broke people that have no money, but yet they're giving people life advice. Right. Right. That's why you want to guard that and keep it very secure because it's going to be difficult. I'll, I'll just be right up front with you. it's going to be difficult so why put more potholes in the road than are already there that you're going to find as you travel that's why you keep those those big ideas very very sacred and very close and guard them
0: yes no definitely um and you know those and that's important because of the fact that you do have a lot of naysayers out there, and when you're a small business owner, it's easy for them for for it to get under your skin and have you doubting yourself. Um, when when you're looking at starting starting your business, you, know, you need to um, do what needs to be done for you to determine is this something that I am going to pursue at no cost. And that involves research. It involves what needs to be done. There's an entrepreneur in every single one of us. It's just finding where that entrepreneur lies. What is your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, most definitely. And as someone who does not have some sort of a business or a sideline business is not taking advantage of the true tax benefits that are there. Mm-hmm. Everybody has that idea, but a lot of times they put them in the drawer. And they just kind of push them away because they've been suppressed. Find out what you're passionate about. Find out what drives you and ask yourself if money wasn't a problem, what would I do? Right. And you'll find that you'll start answering your own questions, but you also have to be willing to listen to yourself. Right. You know, take out the, well, you know, uh, they told me I'd never amount to anything and, I'm probably not going to, and you you hear that daily. You've got to be able to set that aside Yeah, and taking care of your body, eating the right food, staying away from sugars, because all of that drains your body. Right. And when your body and your mind are not married together, there's all kinds of weird things that start to happen. Bad thoughts. I'm a loser. I'll never make it. They told me not to start the business. Don't go out on a limb, color inside the lines. All of that re-stimulates. Right. So, but everybody has an idea. Everybody out there has something to bring to the table. Sometimes they can bring the table, not just coming to the table, but they can bring the table, but they Mm got to search within and find out what is that emotional connection? What drives them? What are they passionate about? Yeah, And let the journey unfold and get out of your own way. Don't think yeah. you're going to start it and make a million dollars in a short period of time. No. Yeah. Business and life. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said you're absolutely right. Life is a stepping stone system. Right. You know, if, if let's say you want to make, let's say you want to start a podcast and I know all this newfangled stuff, you can do it relatively cheap. So let's say that, we're not all this fancy smancy and and it's going to cost me a thousand dollars to start a podcast. That's for my recording stuff and my microphone and my dubbing material and a nice camera. So that's a thousand dollars. So we can look at it. Wow. I don't have a thousand dollars. You know how long it's going to take me to save a thousand dollars. That's one way to think about it. Mm -hmm. Or you can look and say, okay, how can I make a thousand dollars? How emotionally connected are you to the podcast, right? Do you have such tremendous value that without a podcast people are going to suffer? Yeah. Or do you have valuable information that getting that thousand bucks is the main goal? Go on YouTube, learn how to fix windshields, windshield chip repair kits to fix chips and windows, which there are millions of is going to cost you about two or 300 bucks. So we're not focused on a thousand bucks. We're focused on 200 bucks, which most people have a credit card. They can swipe it.
0: But you got income coming in right away. Exactly. You get 45 to 50 bucks for a
1: windshield chip repair. Mm -hmm. Now, are you going to be good at the first ones? No, you're probably going to have some pretty bad ones. So you fix your own chip and then you fix your mom's chip or your dad's chip or your buddy's chip or whatever. And then as you get down that seven or eight, Runs, you're gonna say, "Darn, that's a good windshield." I can actually; it's not cloudy. It came out perfect. The crap, and right. see, that is how desirable is it for you to have a podcast? So that's the stepping stone. So yeah. within a matter of three or four or five weeks, depending on how hard you hustle, you can make that thousand bucks. Thousand bucks, yeah. Boom! I got my recording stuff. Boom! Yeah. So I can start keep wind wind doing windshield repair. I can you know, learn how to upgrade my computer or get faster or pay somebody to do my editing for me. It's a gradient thing.
0: But it still boils down to how bad do you want to hit the summit? It's faced. And you're exactly right. You know, I'm in the process of, you know, with my academy, going to market It's going to cost a lot of money, you know, to develop the strategy for that. But that strategy development is not going to bring the cash in right away. Okay. That is just the planning part. So as I tell my strategist, I said, look, I says, your job is to help me develop this strategy. My job is to go out and find the money to pay you to help me, you know, develop my strategy. Right. So I've got two coinciding things going on at the same time. The money generation for the strategy. (laughs) Exactly. and And It's like, you know, you don't quit your day
1: job. You say, how can I add to it? And here's another little shift in mindset. What do most people do when they get off from work? They go to the bar or they go home or they sit on YouTube all night or play games. So, okay. Instead of going home and doing that, let's go home and do a little research. How to make a thousand dollars a month. Go search it on the internet. It could be an affiliate program you're selling a product for a company that you really like their widget or whatever it is that they sell. They make an encrypted ID in a link. So when I send that out to my friend and my friend goes to said store and link and they buy this widget, that company knows that I sent them that customer and they send me money. That's an affiliate program. So you can build affiliate programs for all kinds of things. You're not spending money like I'm buying a can of soup and then for 50 cents, and then I'm going to go sell that can of soup for a buck and make 50 cents. You're, right. not, you're not handling a product. You're handling a link. Someone else is doing all of the hard work and you're getting the, the shillings or the nickels from your work of spreading information for that company. Right. Right. A lot of different ways you can be an entrepreneur and still keep your day job to pay the bills, keep the roof over your head, feed the kids, the dogs, the cats, the pets, whatever that is. But start thinking outside of the box because people really, they don't quite understand how far you can get one step at a time.
0: Yeah, Everybody wants that big quantum leap. They want to see the big picture and they want to reach that big picture right off the bat rather than taking and breaking it down into smaller increments and seeing at the end of this one small increment, oh gosh, I've done that already. Now I can go on to the next one and the next one. You know, they don't see that. Um, No, I, I fully agree with you. So we're coming up on the conclusion of another episode of Charged Up Studio. Can you, do you have any additional tips you can give our listeners that would help them figure out who they are And why they should pursue their dreams.
1: Well, I did write a book with almost that title. It's called Who Are You and Why? The Evolution of You. It's an algorithm that I laid out in 142 pages. Very short, very sweet. That lets you know how you got there. And the steps that you can take. Starting today. Starting tomorrow. Every day is a new canvas. You can throw the old one away. But learn who it is that you are personally, how you got there. And you'll start to recognize some of the things in the book. It's like, oh, my uncle Joe used to tell me never start a business because they never work. And when you start to find that, that's when the magic starts to come. And that's when the internal growth starts to go. So my book is at brianpenso.com. They can go you know, get the first chapter for free. If they like it, proceed. If you do not like it, do not proceed. I don't want you spending money on something that you're not going to get benefit from.
0: Right. Right. No, exactly. So um, now do you have an email or anything that you want to leave with our listeners?
1: Um, they can email me at Brian at who are you and why. Dot net. Brian, B R I A N at who are you and why. Dot net. Dot net.
0: Okay. All yeah, right. Or they
1: can go to the brianpenso.com on there and then they can connect with me there
0: as well. Very good. So that concludes our podcast for today. Please leave a review on any of the streaming platforms you're listening to us on or go to Charged Up Studio's Facebook page and leave a review there. Charged Up Studio is a product of Marketatomy.academy, the e-learning system designed specifically with the micro business owner in mind. For more information and to register for our many courses, go to marketademy.academy. And that's it for this week. We'll talk to you next week, guys.